May these words of my mouth and this meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Last July, I had the privilege of meeting up with a group of teenagers here at St. John's. It was a sultry, late afternoon, midweek. It felt like more a time for a lazy nap or a leisurely glass of iced tea. Y'all know how hot it can get in this cathedral in July. But instead... We were gathered here in the chancel, and I was standing right here with a group of about 15 teenagers who were part of an Iraqi youth delegation traveling the United States. They were incredible young men and women who were leaders in their schools and their communities, high school students who were fluent in several languages, and curious about the world. They were enthralled with this space. For some of them, it was the first time they had ever been in a Christian church. They were all Muslim. Stephen Burris invited me to be a part of this day, an ambassador, if you will, Abrahamic initiative was working with the State Department to provide an interfaith dialogue with these visiting youth. They were respectful, curious, asking questions about our architecture. They loved the stained glass and about our history. Do all Christians worship the same way? No. Do all Christians believe the same thing? No. What do I like about our Episcopal tradition? And of course, I probably went on too long about that one. And my personal favorite, asked by a precocious young woman, do all Christians have women in charge? (laughs) You know I wished Richard had been here to hear that question. We stood here for over an hour, and they truly were in awe of the space. And to a one, they said it felt holy. It felt holy because it is holy. I thought of those amazing young people on Friday morning as we all awoke to the news out of Christchurch, New Zealand. Those bright, curious teenagers, our Muslim brothers and sisters. I wondered if they felt afraid while they were here visiting in the United States. I wondered if they had been treated as respectfully as they treated me in a collar in our house of worship. A sacred and safe place, a holy place. To the writers and editors of the Old Testament, among all of Israel's ancestors in the book of Genesis, 
Abraham holds the most prominent place. He is the archetypal ancestor, the founding father and the standard by which all others are measured. And for modern readers, Abraham has taken on a new importance as the father of the three great monotheistic religions, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. Judaism regards Abraham as its biological and spiritual father. They share common descent through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And they have a covenantal relationship with God through Abraham. Christianity has inherited this rich history. And we view Abraham through this same lens. And as a spiritual father, he is lauded by Paul in the New Testament as a great example of faith. Islam reveres Abraham as one of its great spiritual leaders and a forebearer of Muhammad through Abraham's son, Ishmael. These three great world religions all claim Abraham. In this morning's reading, we are privy to a conversation between God and Abram, soon to be renamed Abraham. God brought him outside and said, look toward heaven and count the stars, if you are able to count them. Then he said to him, so shall your descendants be. And he believed the Lord. And the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness. Descendants as numerous as the stars, Jews, Christians, and Muslims. Abraham has become a modern-day symbol of the possibility for peace and cooperation among these religions. Cooperation, not hostility. Peace, not violence. Trust and friendship, not fear and domination. Every person should feel safe in prayer and worship, whether in a church in Charleston, a synagogue in Pittsburgh, or a mosque in Christchurch. It has to stop. The misunderstanding, the hatred, the fear-mongering, the insidious disease of racism and white supremacy has to stop. Thoughts and prayers feel so hollow. Shock and surprise as a reaction, if we're being honest are disingenuous at best because these atrocities keep happening. We don't have the luxury of being surprised anymore. So what can we do? What can we do in the face of such ungodly evil? Of course, as people of faith, We do begin in prayer. We pray for those who are gone. 
We pray for those who mourn. And if we're doing it right, we even pray for those who are so lost that they perpetuate violence. We begin in prayer because that is where we find solace. That is where we find strength, and that is where we find, ultimately, the conviction to act. And that conviction to act can begin by honoring our baptismal covenant to strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every, every human being. Attend forums and dialogues by, hosted by Abraham Initi- Abrahamic Initiative and Interfaith Alliance of Colorado, both of which have strong relationships with St. John's. Educate yourself about our Jewish and Muslim brothers and sisters. What do they believe? Use reliable sources of information, my friends. Be careful. Step in and speak up when you hear misinformation or hateful rhetoric about people of other faiths. Show up. Show up at the polls. Show up financially and in person to support organizations that work faithfully towards peace and reconciliation. Seek out authentic relationships with people who believe differently than you. Ask questions respectfully of others who believe differently once you are in relationship just as those amazing teenagers did right here in this space last July. I may be a preacher, and my family might disagree with this, but I am rarely preachy. And today, three days after such an atrocity, Today calls for more directness. Today calls for less subtlety and less space for us to use our imaginations. Today requires a call to action. We can do better than this. We are better than this. My friends... We are all children of God. We are all claiming descent from Abraham. And we are as numerous as the stars. As numerous as the stars. And by virtue of sheer numbers, we can make a difference. One relationship at a time. Amen.